And I go, hey. I think my life has just changed forever. Welcome to the Are You Guys Ever Gonna Talk About Grass <laughs> podcast. That's Cam, I'm Jake, and we are... The Grass Daddies, episode four, dude. Episode four, Loco. We got ourselves a couple of four Locos here. Um, putting a little theme on the on the beer menu tonight for our fourth episode. Um, shit's about to get Loco, as they say um, in, in Spanish. Actually, I'm pretty sure Spanish loco is L-O-C-O, and this is L-O-K-O. Either way. So I don't know what dialect this comes from, or language this comes from, but um, for those of you that don't know, this is um, not beer, so the beer mention night, or should I say <coughs> malt liquor menu tonight is for loco and um it's made in tennessee oh <laughs> makes sense yeah um 13.9 percent alcohol by volume which means that if you drink one of these cole and i did the math one time we're like that's like drinking a six pack because if you think about it like a five percent bud heavy that's 12 ounces if so 13.9 percent Let's say you round up to 15%. That's like drinking triple the percentage by volume of a Bud Heavy. And then uh, these are 24 ounces. So it's like drinking that times two. So it's kind of like drinking six beers in one can. So uh, I'm kind of delaying these a little bit because these make me goofy. And you look thirsty over there and you want me to stop talking. So let's crack these open. And uh, I don't think I've actually had this kind before. Mama! (laughs) The sour... The sour cosmic punch warheads flavor. I've never had this before. Do you want to... Thank you. Initial... (laughs) Holy... These shits is strong. These are not for the faint-hearted. Did you know that these used to have caffeine in them? Yeah, we, me and Spencer were just talking about that earlier. People's hearts were like exploding. I was going to say, I, I wonder if people just actually died drinking these because... Well, that video, there's a video on the internet of a guy shotgunning, like the one you showed me. He shotguns like four in a row. Yeah. That was back when they still had caffeine in them. And Spencer was telling me that they're literally, it's like two cans like two monster cans yeah because typically like caffeine goes like milligrams per can Mm -hmm. so i mean i don't well no like he said one of these would be like so essentially you're drinking six beers and two monsters oh my god (laughs) maybe not quite six bud heavies definitely more than six bush lights because bush lights like 4.2 percent yeah so you're definitely drinking more than that. 
But um, yeah, whenever I drink these, I get goofy. And um, in the spirit of the fourth episode, Cam was like, let's drink four Locos for our fourth episode. And um, <laughs> here we go. All right. Well, I just want you guys want to point this out to you. The alcohol facts on it. Serving size, five fluid ounces. Servings per container, four and three quarters. So the government recommends that you take like a sip, wait a couple days, take another <laughs> sip. These shits, is, these shits are no joke. Um, so in the spirit of this being a loco episode, I wanted to tell Cam my most loco story that I can think of. Um, but it's going to take up like quite a bit of the episode. So we can kind of go for a little bit here b- before we get into that because it's in in its full glory, which once I get a little more buzzed off of this thing, yeah, it let's... might get a little bit longer too. So <laughs> let's get it. So um I was um I was listening to uh, Two Bears today mm-hmm. and um Bert was talking about how he has like really crazy dreams and it made me think about because you know how he likes to drink so much uh-huh. and it made me think about how like whenever i'm like drinking or like pretty drunk i usually have crazy dreams and it reminded me of a time um when i was in college i was in a drawing class and we had to do for like our final project <clears throat> we had to do like like shadow and artist kind of thing or like a research kind of project and i chose um Salvador Dali. Um the fuck is that? He um he was like really into like I'm trying to remember all the terms like surrealism. Um and uh, do you know the paintings with like the melting clocks that are like melting off the edge oh, of the table? Yeah, he yeah. did all those. Uh, and a lot of his a lot of his um um pieces he like was inspired by his dreams. Like he would paint shit that he saw in his dreams. Dad. And so he has some pretty wild paintings that like only a dream brain could come up with. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking to my, um, because there was really no frame for how the project was supposed to go. He basically was like, you can like, he was so chill. You, he was like a total art teacher guy. Yeah. And, um, I was like, well, what if I like kept a dream journal and like, tried to draw stuff from my dreams just like him. And he's like, you don't even have to do that. You could just like make a dream journal and have that be your project. I was like, Oh, okay. And so I like started keeping a dream journal where I would like, right when I woke up, I'd write down what my dream was and like, just try to tie it into like Salvador Dali's style. And I told him, I was like, (laughs) I was like, you know, like, Sometimes when I drink, I have, like, more vivid, like, crazy dreams. And I kind of brought that up to him. And he's just like, well, I'm not going to advise you to drink as part of your project. (laughs) I'm not going to advise you that you should drink in order to, like, make your project more interesting or whatever. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, that's probably fair. As a professor, you probably shouldn't advise a student that they should drink in order to accomplish a school project. I want you to go home and drink three, four Locos (laughs) and report back to me tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, man. And the thing about these cans is when you start off drinking them, they're like, like you're just like trying to gut it. 
but then the further down the can you get, the easier it gets to drink. It's like, it's amazing when you're drinking one of these cans, how much, like, to start off, you're like, ugh, just trying to swallow it down. It's bad when you only get, like, a quarter of it drink, and you're like, all right, I got, like, a three beer buzz going. You're like, uh. I mean, <laughs> it, they don't really taste good. I love trying to make Lena taste it, and she's, I think one time we both got a Four loco. For like a fire pit. And I drank all mine. And she drank maybe half of hers. But, and she was she was yonder. Social media manager, you want to try one? <laughs> we got a no from the social media manager. It tastes like fruity nail polish. It's pretty... What was the other thing I wanted to say? They're not really that sour. I They're just like so... The alcohol taste is so... Um, just that malt liquor yeah i don't know they're pretty they're pretty they're pretty gnarly but i'm gonna keep going i've i take big gulps man i'm a big boy when i drink something i don't really like i drink how big of a boy are you a 12 ounce can of beer goes down so fast for me it's like when someone's like you want a koozie i'm like huh why do i need a koozie like keep your drink cold i'm just like I take like three gulps and it's gone. I don't need to. Last weekend was fucking wicked. We had our. I better slow down. <laughs> We're only nine minutes in and I'm kind of starting to feel buzzed already. <laughs> we had our fire pit. And then the next day, Spencer and I, we went to Beatrice. Oh shit, that was the very next day, wasn't it? Yeah. And. We are pretty tuned up. We had a full 30 rack of bush light. Yeah, I heard you split a 30 rack. And we were in the car on the ride home. I'm like, I'm thirsty. He's like, all right, these are our last two. I'm like, I'm thirsty. <laughs> but it was like started to hail and shit, and we all had to piss. So, yeah, there was just a parking lot that just had three dicks in it in a hailstorm. <laughs> three dicks in a hailstorm. Three dicks. I think that was actually a band. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> the other thing I was thinking about today while I was spraying, and I was thinking about the whenever when we went down to Kansas City to help um, Lena's sister move. Mm-hmm. First of all, I was like, my eyes were so heavy the whole time, down and back. But one of the things I was thinking about um, was like getting a dog and how I'm excited to get a dog. You're getting a dog. Well. Whenever Lena's parents' dog has a puppy, I'm going to probably take one. Oh, there you go. Which I was thinking about, and I was thinking about how, like, I wanted to train it, and I wanted it to be, like, really well-trained, and, like, not, like, I didn't want it to be, like, a police canine unit dog. Yeah. But I want it to be, like, like, come to me when I call it, Mm -hmm. sit, stay, you know, move, move when I move, not pull super hard. And I was thinking about how how funny it would be if our dogs matched our personalities. <laughs> because your dog is kind of crazy, you know? Yeah. Like, your dog... He still listens. <laughs> what? He still listens. Like, your, your dog is over here eating whatever he can... <laughs> whatever he can eat, whenever he can eat it. Just going to town on blankets. Mm-hmm. 
And his food bowl, dude. And my dog would be over here just like, like I can, I picture uh, me and my dog sitting next to each other. And then we look over and we see you and Ruger just absolutely doing something crazy. And then we both look at each other like, these two motherfuckers right here. Females. You got to get a female. Why? Females are a lot more relaxed. Really? Yeah, but the thing about females is they leave more aggressive pee spots in your lawn. And this is the Grass Daddies podcast and we do care about our grass around here. It just gives you something to do. Like seed the dead spots? Dude, so when me and Bailey were first, like, when our lease was about up for our apartment, the lady that we were looking at a house from was like, yeah, I don't care if you guys have pets, just when he pees, you know, make sure you take like a pitcher of water out there and wash oh, it down. Fuck. I'm like, I'm like, go fuck yourself. I'm like not you're going to go, take, I'm not going to go. Oh, Ruger. Oh, he's peeing. Like I'm going to take a pitcher of water out with me every time my dog goes piss. Yeah. No shit. Like, and as we establish, you let him out early, early in the morning. Like the first thing you're going to do when you roll out of bed is fill up a pitch of water. And the whole point of living in the house is so I can just let my dog go out the back door. And just run around without yeah. me having to fucking lollygag and walk him around. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk? I'm, I'm. This story is going to take so long no. that it's going to be a majority episode of me talking, and I feel I feel bad because like even at work when I was listening to our podcast. <laughs> Listening to my own podcast while working and laughing at my own jokes like an absolute sociopath. I was like, man, this might as well just be called the Jake podcast. And also Cam is here. <laughs> no. I need to just start planning more. Do what I do. I go in the notes in my phone. And when I think about something that I want to talk about in the podcast, like just those. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's aggressive. It's tough. It's a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> um, I'm I'm feeling buzzed. Um, we're already 15 minutes in. Holy shit, um, dude! An hour goes by. Well, this one might be a little bit longer than an hour because it's loco. We're going off the rails on this podcast. <laughs> one thing we say is going off the rails a lot. We say that a lot. Yeah. But That's go like in your a... notes app when you think of something that you want to talk about, so that you can just remind yourself and not forget. Comprende? Comprende, mi amigo. Um, you were supposed to remind me something, but I remember, so you don't have to remind me because you oh, forgot. Wait, wait, I think I know what it is. What What were you supposed to remind me? Dip. Dip. So, I talked about in the first episode how much I hate my piece of shit douchebag former principal in high school. Um, <laughs> And I suppose I won't name drop him this time, even though I'm pretty sure I did in the first episode and didn't bleep it. But Who cares? Ruin his career. Yeah, fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> he's listening. Um, in high school, I wasn't in high school yet, but um, there was a kid that had a can of. He had a fixation for busting kids with chew. Which there was only like one kid that ever got busted though, but I think he made it his thing where he's like, oh, "I'm gonna bust these kids for chewing." back um there was this kid that and this is this is the kind of guy he is this is going to be a little insight into what kind of guy he is it was like in a way 
basketball game, I think. So they had all their stuff on the bus. And it's basketball, so it's wintertime. And they have all their, like, winter coats and stuff on the bus. And I don't know whenever he decided to do this, but he went out on the bus. And he was, like, going through their jackets. And he found Can't a... Do that. It's illegal. Uh, it's illegal. I don't think he gives a shit. Because he found a can of chew. And he was a senior, so he's 18. Teachers came and looked through your bags. Different, different vibe at a private school, man. This guy made his own rules, I swear to God. Jesus, it's like a Nazi fucking camp. Um, he went through his jacket and found a can of chew, and then he was, like, suspended. And so, you know, you know how, um, in, um, like, basketball when they're doing the starting lineups? Mm-hmm. And they, usually there's one guy at the end, mm-hmm. and they do, like, a handshake or something when they're announcing him? Yeah. Whenever it was his turn, he went up there and just went like this, and the guy <laughs> patted him down. It like frisked him whenever it was his first game back. Oh, and it's just like, uh, that was pretty ballsy. He might have gotten in trouble for that too, because you know, like our principal, he would just stand by the student section with his arms folded, and if like someone, we weren't allowed to jump up and down on the bleachers. If someone jumped up, if we started jumping up and down, he would come over and make us all stop. He was such a fucking party pooper, up on his high horse, power hungry. We got in trouble in high school for doing the, um... Spirit Coaster? Yeah. Because we were being mean. I was like... I mean, we were flipping off the other team's student section, but like, come on, it's a rivalry. It'd be different if I was like, fuck you! What were you saying that was mean? We were just doing it normal. And like, one time at the pep rally... Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Mine might be half gone. That's like three beers. <laughs> but one time at the minutes. pep rally, all the seniors got in trouble because we were picking on the freshmen. Because, Your own freshmen? Yeah. Like, it was at a, like our homecoming prep pep rally. And we usually did, like, events, like, all week. Mm-hmm. And they canceled them. So, like, our homecoming... Like, like, to punish you? Yeah. Well, it wasn't even my senior year. This was, like, my sophomore year. That the f- seniors were bullying the freshmen. And, yeah. So, we fucking... Our whole homecoming week got canceled. It was stupid. And then nobody showed up to watch the ball game. <laughs> the real story I wanted to... That was kind of a setup for the real story I wanted to tell. Because seeing that, um, like, Zen disc mm-hmm. made me, reminded me of this story. My friend in my class, um, there's a little hockey puck shape in his back pocket. And, um, our principal. You got mail. <laughs> our, I don't know if the mics picked that up. Um, our principal saw him. I think it was, like, first thing in the morning, maybe. He was walking in like walking to class and he saw that little disc shape in his back pocket and he goes he said his name he's like so and so there's only two kind of things that make that shape and i don't think it's bubble gum and then he just pulls out a thing of mints and then he just goes oh, 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 oh. and then he just kept walking to class it's like he's such a fucking douche 
bubble gun. He was like, what bubble gun? Like bubble tape, I guess is what he's talking about. <laughs> as, if, as if someone's gonna just be like casually walking around. First of all, there's no gum allowed in our school. Oh, and you think what? a motherfucker is gonna be walking around with just weren't allowed gum? Just rolling off some of his bubble tape and just sticking it in his mouth? No, we weren't allowed gum. Jesus, that really was a Nazi because fucking. We weren't allowed gum because they didn't want to stick in it underneath tables and shit. I think that was their main concern. We had a shop teacher. Um, my one friend. I can name him because he's my friend. Ben. Or BJ. Um, told me one time he was chewing gum. And our shop teacher saw him. Um, who was just like a Nazi for gum. Like, he walked into a middle school fun night one time, I remember, and I'm going to step back from my mic because I'm not going to yell into it, but he walked into the gym, and he just goes, is that gum in your head? <laughs> and I, like, looked over, and he's, like, walking up the bleachers to a group of people. But anyways, my friend BJ, he said one time he got caught by him, our shop teacher, with gum in his mouth, and he just went like this, and he just, like, spit the gum out into his hand, and then he just went like this. And then gave it back to him to put back in his mouth. And he said he put that gum back in his mouth. And it was just like sawdust and shit in there. <laughs> and he's like, oh. <laughs> what a, why would he go, spit in my hand, boy? Because he was like old, like old school style teacher. <laughs> like, like he, I had him for pre-algebra. And I'm, it was a room that had like two big whiteboards on one wall. And on this third wall, like, that never got used anymore, there was a chalkboard. And he used the chalkboard because he was old school like that. And if ever there was someone not paying attention to the back of the class, he would throw chalk at him. And then he'd go, want to play catch? (laughs) He was such a savage. I loved him, though. The reason why I loved him and teachers like him is because they scared me into getting good grades. Teachers that were, like, more lax, I would do bad in their class because I was like, they're not going to hound me about getting my assignments in. If you didn't show up to his class without an assignment, you were going to get berated in front of everyone. And it's embarrassing. So you're like, I'm going to make damn sure I get my homework done. I had a math teacher. I transferred out of her class quick. Like as fast as I could. Because she would hound us about our assignments. She wouldn't teach us shit. She would just go, here's your assignment for today. And then we'd have to figure it out and do it. And then she would be late on our fucking assignments. And my mom's like, you didn't turn in your assignment? And I was like, I Like it would go in as missing? Yeah. Because she wouldn't get to him and she just put him in as missing. (laughs) And I one time went to my principal and I'm like, I am fucking transferring out of her class. My exact words. And she's like, well, why? And I'm like. I'm getting bad grades because she's not turning them in. And she's shafting me. So if we had late assignments, we had like a grace period. So you could go, if they were like this many days late, they would just it would just keep docking points. Mm. So like, I had a couple assignments that I got like a hundred on, and they ended up being like eighty twos. I'm like, mm. fuck you! I worked hard for this. But you turned it in on time. Yeah. But she just was lazy on grading it so then you got shafted yeah and she had two baskets and she did like taught like four classes 
So we just all had our assignments in the same fucking baskets, and yeah. Anyways. My other teacher that was really strict was also my football coach. And there was one day I showed up to class, and me and another kid um, didn't do our homework. And he called us out into the hallway. He stopped class, brought us out into the hallway, and... Like, gave us the runaround and was just like, not the runaround, I don't know what I'm saying. The rundown? The riot act. He read us the riot act. And then he said, come see me after practice. I'm going to gut you like fish on a hook. Those were his words. And this was the first period. So the entire day, we're freaking the fuck out. And we're like, oh my god, practice is going to suck. And then... Whole day goes by, dreading it, dreading it. Practice rolls around. Normally practice sucks anyways, but we're worried about after practice. Because we're like, as soon as we get through this hard shit, we got even crazier shit coming. We walk up to him after practice. And he just goes, start chopping. Like, to do up-downs. And we did like 10 up-downs. And he's like, alright, you're done. We're like, what? That's it? Like, it was only 10 up-downs. And I think that motherfucker just tried to psychologically torture us. Probably. The whole day as our punishment versus an actual physical punishment. Probably. Which was way worse. Or maybe I just had my adrenaline going so hard that whole time because I was so worried. But it seemed like the up-downs we had to do was nothing. It was like 10. We probably did more than that during practice just for messing up on a drill. Dude. If I had to do 10 up-downs right now, we might have to call the ambulance. I think I'd break my shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) I'd probably throw up four loco first. Dude. I'd be spewing it out. A new video. I'm like sweating. (laughs) I'm like kind of hot in here. We're in the basement and it's air conditioned. I'm getting it. I'm kind of hot. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Starting to get the chuckle fucks a little bit. Oh, shit. So what was your favorite drill? Because mine was Oklahoma drill. My favorite drill. I feel like that's basic as fuck, though. Oklahoma drill. So you loved hitting people. Yeah, until I got my really bad concussion. I feel like I got... I kind of got put off on hitting people because I was a quarterback. And so I kind of had it instilled in my brain to, like, not get hit and not get hurt. So I didn't necessarily shy away from contact. Also, it didn't help that, like... Because we had such a small school, and, like, my sophomore year, I was starting at quarterback. I mean, think about, you're a sophomore, you're 15, 16, and there's guys that are 18 that are seniors on the other team. Yeah. So, it's pretty intimidating. So, I was, like, you know, I was a little bit more skittish in terms of getting hit. I didn't really love contact. But, I mean, I didn't, like, shy away when it came down to it. Yeah, well... I got my really bad concussion, and I kind of, because I was fucking, I had a concussion for three, four months. I could not pass my test. And so then that's, and that was just like when I just started getting like aggressive. But yeah, my favorite thing was just hitting them, trying to hit people so hard that they just fly out into the files. (laughs) Dude. So you had had the intentions of hurting people, and there's people like that. I had a kid, that kid that passed away in that plane crash. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, you kind of remind me him of him in a sense. He was a quarterback, but he, if he was running the ball and someone was in front of him, he put his head down. Yeah. And I'm just like, it got to the point where like, because he was a freshman when I was a senior. I think he was a freshman when I was a senior. It got to the point where I was like, dude, you're going to hurt someone or yourself. And you're our quarterback, so you need to chill. Dude. Because there was like, we have every spring we have like a, it's called the booster bash. Mm-hmm. And it's like a little like spring game, you know, like how the Huskers do their spring game. So kind of like a Gatorade scrimmage, soap scrimmage sure. type thing. Sure. That's I'm what sure we every, had. I'm sure every school has their own name for it. I think it was like during that. And it's not like we have all offense and all defense. You know, it's a small school, so you play both sides. Yeah. And so it was just kind of split down the middle. And, like, there was a play where he just railed a kid. And I'm just like, dude, you're going to hurt one of our guys. <laughs> and you're going to probably give yourself a neck injury. Because he was really tall and lanky. Mm-hmm. But, man, he ran hard. I got to give him credit. He ran hard. Dude, my fucking coaches would get so pissed. So I played... Wellman! I played wide receiver and backup quarterback. And there was one play where, for some reason, my running back went the wrong direction. I've had one of those. We were supposed to hand off left, and I and he just ran right. And I was like, all right, fuck it. And for some reason, I just got open field. There's, like, they're strong. They're fucking free safeties, like, all the way out there in the middle of nowhere. And he's just like this little tyke and he's just like already broke all the way down his fucking heads down all i had to do is just like step one way step the other run past him i was gone like he probably had his eyes closed (laughs) dude i just fucking (laughs) lowered my shoulder and held drop the hammer fucking floored him i get back to the bench and my coach is like what the fuck are you doing you could score a touchdown you're like i wanted to hit him coach oh it's so bad that exact same thing happened to me, except I was the one that got nailed. I'll tell that story real quick, and then we'll probably get into this story. So I got one more quick, quick, like, 30-second story after okay. this one. Okay. Um, so we ran, like, a jet sweep-style offense, mm-hmm. like, kind of like wishbone, mm-hmm. like motion, like speed pitch, kind of yeah. lead blocker type shit. And um, out of that formation, um, we would have, like, kind of, like, so it would be, like, two tight ends and then a running back in the back, kind of, usually. Or it'd be, like, a wing back on one side and a tight end on the other. Anyways, so there was a play. It was called a goof um, because there was jet, there was a get, and there was a goof. Mm -hmm. Um, So a jet was just, like, motion handoff. You know, lead block outside. They kind of fucked you over with the jet and get. Well, I feel like in the fucking the huddle, get was like you fake the handoff and hand it to the running back who goes up the middle, and then there was like a QB get where it's like you fake that and then you run up the middle. But basically, they would have blocking schemes designed to accommodate for the fake play. So there was a goof where, um, let's say I was lined up and everything's going to the right. So I would take the, I would get the snap, I would turn, like spin basically, fake the pitch, and then I would turn, and on my right side, 
the tight end on the backside would come and take the handoff and run up the middle, like between the center and guard. So he so would I go, would I would so spin around would basically. Spin, tight end would come here and then like this. Yeah, basically, okay. I would I would basically take the handoff, fake the pitch right, hand it off up the middle. Okay. Um, and that was the play. And that was, and and the really fucked up thing yeah. is that we called this play after a timeout. <laughs> so we had a playbook where the receivers would mm-hmm. rotate in every play, and they would tell us the number, and I'd read it off on my playbook. Um, two eighty-seven fifty-three, RWAG Jet Nine Goof, on one on one, type shit. Um, but it was after a timeout. It was in a it was in a timeout. So we were standing in the sideline and our coach was standing in the middle of our huddle and read it off from his own mouth, from his own clipboard to everyone. So there could be no mistaken. So we run out there. Set go. Turn, fake the pitch. Turn around. Nobody's there. I look up and I see our tight end that's supposed to be receiving the ball for me right now just standing on the line blocking like this. I'm like so then, I just take off running. What I should have done was just run right through the hole that he was supposed to run through because the blocking scheme was designed for that. But what my dumbass decided to do was just run around the end of the line outside of the left where there was nobody. And like I said, I was a quarterback, so I was kind of afraid of contact. So I was like, oh shit, I'm in the open field right now with no blockers. And everyone sees me just running the ball like a fucking deer that's <laughs> running for his fucking life through the wilderness. And so I start kind of giving myself up and going down and a fucking safety comes fucking running downhill and just spears me in the side of the helmet. And I had a streak that we were playing against Raymond Central where Lena went to high school. You motherfucker. Um, love you, baby. Um, she, oh, not she, I'm a little buzzed. I'm sorry. That mother, there was a streak of yellow because they had yellow face masks on the right side of my helmet from like here all the way to the back. And I got up, and the back of my head felt like it was burning. Oh, I think you told me about this. And I don't, I had never had a concussion to this point, so I didn't know what I was experiencing. I just got up, I was kind of wobbling. Maybe I was, I wasn't you really just got your bell rung. Yeah. Um, and one of my coaches was like, just grabbed me. He's like, Jake. And he, like, grabbed me and pulled me in, and they sent in the backup. And then I sat down, and I'm like, I sat out the rest of the game, obviously. And I was like, can I get an ice pack for my head? And everyone was like, that's not how concussions work. I'm like, the back of my head feels like it's on fire. The back left side of my head felt like it was on fire. They treated it like like concussion protocol, but I think what happened was I I had to have pulled a nerve in my neck. Yeah. That just like went up the whole back left side of my head. It felt like there was a web of just like tingly fire on the back left side of my head. Because I got hit from the right and I think my head just went. (laughs) And some of my friends on the sideline were just like, that hit was nasty. Like I watched that hit happen and he fucking went helmet to helmet with you and your head went. (laughs) And the sound it made was disgusting. I'm just like, yeah, it fucking hurt. Good. I got one thing to add to my notes now. Oh, and one of my coaches came by and was just like, how are you doing? And he was like patting me on the head towards the end of the game. And I'm like, ow. <laughs> ow. You're hurting me. I was just like, 
I think I literally was just like, my head hurts. And he was just like, no, I'm doing nice touches. <laughs> I'm just like, you're hitting me on the head. After I just had a head injury. Next episode, remind me. Actually, I'll write it down after this. I'll write it down after this. All my concussions. Because, boys, there's some doozies. That's one of my topics I wanted to talk about was sports injuries and but stuff. Because I got a lot. My 32nd talk. We used to have a coach. So, this was like, it, we called it Sunday League football. But it's kind of like peewee, but not, like, we're like middle school. It's like traveling middle school football. And our coach, boy, did he love contact. Dude. He loved hitting. Oh, fuck. We get right there at practice. And so a way that he made sure everybody was either early or on time was once we showed up with our pads on. We, so we practice on a what? Dagasso? I was just itching my nose. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Are you all right? Um, what? What? <laughs> oh, lackadaisical um, over there. So we couldn't practice on the high school football field because this is when we were in Elwood. And we would go. So we practice on a full-size baseball field. So, right once we showed up, pads, everything, we slipped everything on, and he would make us run from foul post to foul post. Foul post and foul post till everybody got there. Oh. And then we had, so then once everybody got there, we had six more. Foul post, foul post. So, they would just fucking wear So, there was down. a guaranteed six. Yeah. For everybody. But, until everyone got there, you were running. Yeah. That doesn't really make sense because that almost encourages you to be late. No, because then like, you're like it encourages everybody to be early because we had to. Well, set but if time you're late, then you don't have to be running the extra ones until like if you're the last one there, you can guarantee yourself only six. Yeah, but this is how he weeded that out because <clears throat> right after we did our six, well, after we did all of our fucking foul post to foul post, instantly right to Oklahoma drill. So you're exhausted, and then you're just smacking each other. Yeah, we're just fucking laying each other out. So, but we would get to call out whoever we wanted. Oh. So, so then. And the kids, oh, we had one practice oh, yeah. that a kid showed up 45 minutes late. Did everybody just call him one after the <laughs> other? Dude, the whole <laughs> entire team <laughs> called him. And this he just kid gets went done home. getting fucking laid out, and then he gets back up, pulls the grass out of his face mask, yeah. and they're just like, Johnson, you're in again. Dude, and <laughs> there was one time, so our oh. defensive coach, I was on defense, and the kid had the football, and he was like a slow like lineman. And I told the coach, I'm like, I'm going early. I'm going early. Like I'm going before the whistle? <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. He's probably and, just like, fuck yeah. And our well. coach our coach goes, huh? And this kid stands up and turned, like, just turned right once he turned around. I just fucking leveled him. Dude, just fucking <laughs> lord his shit. Oh. All right, dude. That, is, very... a good, that is a good workaround <laughs> to that. But, so, back, so fun. let me finish the story real quick. I thought, when you were like, I told my, or you were just like, our coach, I thought you were going to say, like, our coach, I looked over and he was fully padded up, and he's like, I want to take a shot at this little twerp. Dude, <laughs> his mom was, his mom wrote complaints to her coach, 
after that practice. And then they're just like, make sure he gets there on time. <laughs> but so we do Oklahoma drill and then we'd push sled. So was like, there ever any like let's our, work on our uh, offense and defensive so schemes? Our first like hour of practice was just fucking Kill hustle, you. hustle, hustle, beat you down, and then we'd work on our plays because because you're gonna do it was, when you're tired. He doesn't want us to make mistakes when we're tired. Yeah, that's actually really smart. And then last hour, last not hour, but 15 minutes of practice was Oklahoma drill again. <laughs> And then this coach just likes watching kids hit each other. And then we would play a game where we'd run to the foul post and back, and whoever got back first would get to go downfield and fucking smoke somebody. As the reward? <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to instill like hitting people as a good thing. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of kids at our school. Just but, weren't very aggressive. But there became a time where, like, it became the point that everybody on the team has gotten fucking floored on that last fucking deal. Which I think you need. Because it'll so, take some of the anxiety and but, suspense out of getting hit in, on the field. If you get hit, like a lot of people say when they're getting into a game, they're like, I'm really nervous until I get tackled. They're like, once I get that first hit out of the way, then I'm good to go. Because yeah. it's the anticipation leading up to the game that is really what wrecks people. And then the first play happens and they hit someone or they get hit. They feel that contact and they're like, okay, I'm ready to go. Well, and a thing that we had really bad was our linemen. Anytime we ran, they had that lineman. Like they would just jog because they know they're just on the line. And so our coach was like, well, our wide receivers are running backs and our fucking defensive backs are going to haul ass down and back and it took like two times for our linemen just to get fucking floored and once they started once they started to hustle like the wide receivers the quarterbacks running backs and all those that were faster we're like all right skill position yeah let's just let them go like we'd like act like we're gonna fucking smoke them but we wouldn't like we because you kind of felt bad so well but it would help them hustle Mm. because like yeah and so, yeah, we would just fucking beat the shit out of each other in fucking peewee football, dude. We went undefeated for, like, five years in a row. All the way through middle school, all I the way mean, through peewee. It was insane. Obviously, you were doing something right then. Dude, if this story is long, bro, you got to get going, my all guy. Right, I'll, all right, I'll start the story. Okay, so. You guys are going to get a long episode. My can's almost gone. It's not an hour-long story. Are you guzzing your can? <laughs> this shit tastes like gasoline. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. Four loco. I just hit the fucking, down the pop screen or whatever it's called, and the my breath just hit it and just went. <laughs> just rebounded right back into you. Is yours right. gone? You've got like one drink left. Finish it, and I'll tell the story. All right. Yep, you've got it. Yep, you drank that all. Two four locos down. The most loco story ever. Fasten your seatbelts. Bailey, you're going to want to listen to this too, unless you want to listen back later. All right. I've told this story a lot of times to a lot of people, and they're like, 
that's the most fucking crazy story I've ever heard in my life. So. It's brewing. As we've established on this show. Um, well, I guess that's not really that related. But I used to be kind of a man slut. Yeah. Hey. Keep the yeah. laughter down over there. Hey, I'm going to go ahead and push my mic away. So you don't have to do too much editing. Okay. Well, no, actually, if you push it closer to me, it's going to pick up more on here. Or on there. Okay. And I, you can interject throughout the story, no, too. You I, don't have I to know. not I'm talk I'm just saying, like... Yeah, okay. So. This was back in high school. Um, I was driving at the time. I think it was, like, my junior or senior year. Um... Let's call it my senior year. So what we did establish was that I wasn't super, I wasn't a heavy drinker, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I didn't really start drinking until college, until life had broken me down enough to the point where I'm like, I need alcohol to handle my problems. I'm becoming I'm (laughs) I'm just kidding. So... Before then, I was kind of a wholesome, a little bit more docile kid. Okay. Were you the type of kid, because I know we had this kid in our friend group, that all of us would get fucked up. And this one kid, like, wasn't, like, against drinking, but he also wasn't for it. Like, it just, it wasn't his thing. Smoking weed, drinking wasn't his thing. So we would go to parties, and he's like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I'll come with you guys." And I was he would kind drive of like us all that. home. I was I was that guy. I was kind of that guy because okay, because in high school, um, and like this is how this all started was with Trace. He before Lincoln Lutheran, he went to Roper. Um, it's a public elementary school, oh. kind of by where he lives or where his parents lives. Live. Um, I'm sorry. I'm a little buzzed here. I'm a little bit. How you going? We need another four local. No. Nope. We get real local. No. Nope. The story's going to take forever. Okay. I need, I need to focus in. Okay. Focus I need to in. lock it in. So, it was not uncommon for whenever I went over to hang out with Trace that I would meet a lot of new people and new faces. Because he knew a lot of people from public schools, the public high schools around, that I had no idea who they were. And at first... My closed off, you know, kind of shy self was like a little bit nervous to this. But then I kind of learned to embrace it. And I ended up kind of enjoying seeing new people because it was always wild. It was always an adventure. And especially since he was into smoking weed, um, it wasn't uncommon for us to go to some random place that I had no idea where the fuck we were, where he'd get some bud. So he could smoke it. And I was always just kind of along for the ride. Well, I should say drive because I was usually the one driving, as we just said. So, there was this one night where we went to this house party. And everyone, it was, there was quite a few people there. And this is still in high school, right? Yeah, this, okay. this, is, this is the story. Okay. I was a senior in high school. Um, 
this was before I was dating any of my like serious exes that I've had. Um, we're at this house party and there's quite a few people there. And I go into this side room where it's a little bit more calm. I don't know if you've ever been at just like kind of like a kind of like a frat house. Not really a frat house, but just like, dude, I don't know what, where are these people's parents at? Like, what are these houses where there's just a bunch of high schoolers where they're going crazy and it's like there's no one there? It was like a trap house. We had houses like that. It was like a trap house where it's dark and there's fucking lights and there's loud music and all that shit. Typically, the ones I've been to, parents don't really care. But one I went to, his parents were just sleeping. And there (laughs) was like 30 teenage kids in their fucking house. See, I don't know. Anyways, it was like that. That was the setting. Dark, lights, you know, maybe a fog machine. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't like a rock concert. Um, Loud music, people going crazy. But like, you know, the timid me was like, I'm not really here for all this wild party shit. Like, I'm not drinking. I'm not drunk. I'm not here to smoke. I'm not here to get anything Mm -hmm. except to just kind of hang out and leave when Trace wants to leave. Yeah. Because I'm just along for the ride. But, you know, maybe meet a girl here or there. Talk to some people. You know, I'm not just a complete stick. I'm here to have some fun, too. At, like, a school like yours, though, it was like Elwood. Like, when we were there, you had this many girls in your grade. So, like, that was, like, the only girls that I knew. But then once, like, I started like branch out and like meet friends in, like different towns. Yeah, I kind of like made it a thing where I think I decided to myself, and I like kind of told my inner circle of friends at my high school that like, if you want to date someone, you got to go outside of this out of this high school because the girls here ain't cutting it. Well, in like drama, you, get, you got dude. you got to get you got to get outside of this situation if you want to actually find someone. Well, and I feel like internally you're like. And, like, the, and that's and that's you set like if you're dating within your school and especially at a small school, it's like you set like a fucking like minimum like yeah there's yeah, like, like a there's like a minimum bar of just and like you don't find out attainable what's out there. attainable women yeah um, yeah all right go ahead sorry so that's kind of where I was at I'm at this party and I'm you know. I go to the side room, and it seems a little bit more calm. The music isn't as loud in here. It seems like the people in here are a little bit more chill. I sit down on this couch um, next to this girl, and I I didn't sit down like right next to her. No, no, no. I didn't sit down right next to her. Um, I sat down across from her, and, you know... This came to that, and I kind of started striking up a conversation with her. Well, I don't know why you're drinking when you finish your beer. Finish your malt liquor. I started having a conversation with her, and she was really nice, really chill. She's sitting on one side of the couch. I'm sitting on the other side of the couch. She's a freaking machine. We didn't scoot closer. We just, it was all, it was all hunky. It's like a chill conversation. It was all hunky-dory. I got her Snapchat. And that was that. And like, Trace eventually, oh. you know, he got his fix in or he got whatever he came there for. He made him sound like a crack addict. <laughs> Replay that. He got whatever he came for. And Badabuski, we were out of there. So I I drove us home. 
me and this girl, um, her name was Taylor, uh, maybe I shouldn't, eh, whatever, I didn't say the last name, um, so me and Taylor were chatting on Snapchat, you know, she seemed really chill, she was really cute, we kind of hit it off, you know, and, um, this came to that, and we decided, like, to go out on a date, and You're like, me being a man slut, my idea was a date was, come over and let's watch Netflix. Wait, but, I'm sorry. But not with this I, girl. I, I, have to I met her in person. I have to interject. So, in high school, like, was it your senior year where you kind of started to, like, broaden your horizons? Because just how much I know have you. Have sex? Yeah. Like, from <laughs> Yeah. Just how much I know you. Yeah. A lot of it hit in college, right? Oh, yeah. It was the Wild West out there. <laughs> I was taming Phillies left and right. Wild East in Nebraska, but Wild I was, West. I was breaking horses left and right. <laughs> okay, um, but so high school, you were... Pretty tame. I didn't lose my virginity until my junior year. Okay. Okay, that's, I wasn't having a lot. I was of sex. just trying to get a feel for like the background of this. Here's like, the deal. I didn't know where it started. Here's the deal. I wasn't having a lot of sex, but I wanted it, as any guy of that age would. Uh, yeah. So, me and this girl hit it off, and she's like, "We should go out on a date," and I'm just like, "Yeah." You're okay. really nice. You're cute. <laughs> we kind of hit it off there on the couch there. You know, I liked it was it was it was organic. I mean, we had a like a real conversation. It wasn't like a girl I met on Tinder or some bullshit. It was like I met a girl face to face. This is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. You meet someone in person, you exchange numbers or Snapchats, you go out on a date. This is when shit gets fucking wild. So we set up a date. We were going to go see a movie. Right. What movie? I think I just kissed the fucking pop. It was like a it was like one of the Marvel movies. I don't know. There's a million of them. I can't even really remember if it was like it was either like a Captain America or maybe an Iron Man, I don't know, because those guys are always in each other's movies. I don't really remember which movie okay. it was because as you'll find out, I'm that's not what scene. I was focused that much on. Okay, I'm catching the scene. We decide to go to a movie. Um she sends me her address. I look up her address and I'm just like, that's not really in Lincoln. No one. I wonder where she's from. It was like kind of outside of Lincoln. I'm like, where is this? So I drove the old Taurus, <laughs> drove the old Taurus down to the, and I keep following, you know, where Siri's taking me. And I pull up to this gate on this road outside of Lincoln. I'm like, is this right i was like is this right i go up to the gate and i'm like well the gate shut and locked what and as i'm thinking this a little voice comes over the speaker and it's just like hello what are you doing like you know kind of shit just like yeah state your reason for being kind of shit i'm just like uh i'm jake uh i'm here to pick up taylor the butt you fucking buzzer gate opens i'm like what is happening i start driving up i drive up this long driveway i pull up to this huge house 
gigantic house. Just immaculate. And you're like, I want to fucking that thing. Crazy driveway. Fucking stairs. Ramps going up the side. Up to the front door. I'm just like, what? What is this? I'm like, she didn't. I mean, we were in some. We were in some trap house. What was she doing there? Because I'm thinking she's the president's daughter. I go up to the front door. Knock, knock, knock. I'm waiting. I'm kind of looking on my phone. Door opens. Butler. Bullshit. And he looks at me. Legit butler. He looks at me, and he's just like, "You must be Jake." And I'm just like, "Uh, yep." I'm here to pick up Taylor. And he's just like, come on in, kind of thing. He invites me in. There's this huge entryway with these just like, this like giant spiral staircase, chandelier, all this shit. And I'm just like, I didn't even know this kind of shit was in Nebraska. You're like, I didn't know these houses were even made here. Bitch, you didn't tell me you were a fucking millionaire. Hey, I'm thinking I got it rich. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like patting myself on the back like, you chose a good one jake like this was this supposed is your to first date buddy i'm like god introduce you to this girl for a reason where this goes um i'm just kind of waiting in the entryway because the butler's like wait here and he like kind of walks off and i'm kind of sitting there awkwardly just like there's nobody there and i'm in this big empty fucking huge mansion and then he comes walking back and he's like her father would like to have a word with you and I'm like, oh shit. This is like some shit out of a movie. I'm like, this, I know. I'm like, this is not what I thought I was signing up for. And I walk in, He, I follow the butler, walk into his study. And just like a movie, he fucking swivels around in his chair. And he goes, Jake, have a seat. And I sit down. <laughs> I sit down. And he goes, so... I hear you want to take my tailor out on a date. And I'm just like, yep. And I kind of just like, I wanted to set his mind at ease. Cause obviously this guy is just like, if this goes South, like he's going to have someone put a hit on me. Like I'm, this motherfucker's a millionaire. Yeah. Like I'm realizing the situation I'm in and I'm trying to be as respectful and like responsible adult as possible. I'm just like, yep. Um, uh, we're, we're going to see a movie. Cause I wasn't going to be like, yeah, we're just going to fucking, we're going to shack yeah. in the back of my Ford Taurus. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we're going to see a movie. And he's like, what movie? Like he's interrogating me at this point, like making sure I'm not like lying or anything. I'm like, uh, we're going to, and it was so cringe for me to say, because it was like a Marvel movie. So it's like a superhero movie. So I'm just like, oh, we're going to see like Captain America Civil War. <laughs> like, <laughs> And he's just like, oh, okay. Well, make sure you have her back by 11 or 10 or whatever the fuck it was. 10? 10, sure. She 11. Pretty late fucking, she had a late tea time. Well, I think it was like, a, like, I think it was like a seven or eight o'clock movie and he was giving me some time, you know, because it was way out there. Okay. He was, I mean, it was a reasonable curfew. Okay. And... I'm like, like, yes, sir. Like, yep, I'll, I'll have her back on time. Like, trying to set his mind at ease. Mm-hmm. To set my mind at ease. Because you know you're about to just slide this shit. And I... Hey, yo. <laughs> and I, like, get up and I, like, shake his hand. And he's just, like... He's, like, staring at me. Just, like, mean mugging me. And, um... And you're like, just because you got money doesn't mean you have a big dick. 
Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Okay. Um, and so he's like, kind of gestures me like, "You're free to leave now." And I like get up and stand up, and the butler's like waiting for me by the door. I'm like, "This is insane." Um, and he leads me back into the entryway, and he's like, "Taylor will be ready soon." I'm just like, "Cool." And I'm kind of sitting there like I'm trying to have a little confidence, a little swagger. Like I'm not gonna let this fucking millionaire, fucking mobster intimidate me. You're like, and I'm like, I'm like, you know what? This is a movie, and I'm gonna let it be a movie. You know, what if I marry a fucking millionaire's daughter and I can retire early? And so I'm standing there by the door, and I'm like looking up at the top of the stairs, waiting for her to like come down, and. Pretty soon out of my peripheral vision, I see movement and I look down. I see her come wheeling out in a wheelchair. (laughs) She comes wheeling out in a wheelchair. And I go, hey. I think my life has just changed forever. <laughs> I think that my life has just changed forever. And I just got a blessing from God above. <gasps> and out comes this girl in a wheelchair. And I'm like, what? Tell me she's a vegetable. Like, in my mind, my life flashes before my eyes at this point. And the first thing I think is... How the fuck did I miss that? And then I start replaying the events of when I met her. And I'm like, oh my God. We were sitting on a couch the whole time. (laughs) I'm like, it was a dark room. She probably had her chair folded up in the corner or some shit. How did I miss that? Get your mic together. I'm just in shambles. So, so, so I'm standing there in the doorway, trying to act like I'm not freaking the fuck out. Because I'm like, not only do I have mob daddy boss over here threatening to kill me if I don't treat this girl right, but now everything that I thought I knew about her is upside down. So her butler comes wheeling her over and just kind of passes her off to me. I've never even pushed anyone in a wheelchair before, let alone someone I'm about to take on a date. So I'm like, I'm kind of shell-shocked at this point. So I just take the reins. And the moment I walk out the front door, it hits me. That's what those fucking ramps are for. Because as I'm rolling up, I'm like, oh, man, they got stairs and ramps leading up. Like, they want to make it easy on themselves if they want to walk, like if they want to walk up the ramp to make it easier on themselves or like maybe someone's catering in like kegs or something. They got to wheel them up the ramps or something. None of this dawned on me. But when I saw that fucking chair, I'm like, uh, now. I don't want to sound like the most shallow person on the face of the planet, even though I probably am. 
But the whole time I'm worried about myself, which is so fucked up. And I'm sorry. Anyone that's in a wheelchair. Yeah, we're not shitting on you. We're, we're not just... shitting on you. I'm yeah. shitting on myself because, I mean, it's a funny story and I'm a shitty person and that's that. It's morbid humor. It's funny. It's it's morbid humor. You don't like it. I wheel her out the door. Down the ramp we go. Our first dilemma when we get to my car. I don't drive a wheelchair accessible van. What the fuck do we do now? I toss all my pride out the window and I go, so but what do we do? You know, I'm not going to just like ignore the fact that she's in a wheelchair because she is. Yeah. And I'm just driving a car. So she's like, you can just pick me up and put me in the car. So I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I just pick her up out of the chair, set her in the front seat, <laughs> fold her chair up and throw it in the trunk. I'm like, off we go. I'm like, you know what, Jake, you are a fucking asshole. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. This is a cute, nice girl. Just go enjoy your evening. And don't think about the fact that she's handicapped. I mean, come on. Are you really that kind of person? So, we get to the movie theater. You know, same thing. We pull into the parking garage. Now it's the reverse of that process. I have to get the chair out and get her out of the, you know, help her into the chair. I'm pushing her along. And I'm trying to block out the shallow thoughts of like, what are people thinking about me pushing this wheelchair down? Do they think that, you know, this is some hospice situation or I'm like a helping hands, like older brother program, like pushing this girl in the wheelchair. I'm trying to ignore all that. And I'm just like, you know what? Just own the situation. You're pushing your date <laughs> down the sidewalk and you're going to go see Captain America. Fuck yeah, baby. <laughs> Now, we get into the movie theater, and I'm like, oh my god, we're going to get wheelchair seating. I'm going to have all the leg room in the world. Fuck yeah. Maybe this isn't such a bad thing. Do her hands still work? And to be honest, <laughs> and to be honest, the night's not going horrible. You know, once I threw all my pride out the window, and I just, I was like, you know what, this might as well happen. I might as well just go on a date with a girl in a wheelchair. I have all the leg room in the world. We enjoy that movie. But in the back of my mind, I'm looking at my phone because I'm still worried about her dad. I'm like, regardless of what the situation is, I'm worried about your dad. Because now not only are you his cute daughter, you're also his cute daughter in a wheelchair. That just ramps up the protection level by at least 10 notches. Because if you fuck with my daughter, who's also handicapped, you are going to die. So I'm looking well, at my phone every five seconds. He's also got to be a little more overprotective because it's not like she can... Like, I'm not trying to be a dick, but she can't really protect herself. Like, she can't fucking run away. That's definitely something she can't do, is run away. <laughs> to, be, to be honest. I did look at her forearms and they were kind of strong. Um, so <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, that is one thing that, that, that is one thing that crossed my mind. I'm just like, Oh my God. Kinda have a We're fucking body. off the rails this episode. I'm about ready to fucking puke. I'm laughing okay. so hard. Okay. 
The movie ends. I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, this is going to be kind of tight. I don't know. I think we'll be all right. I think we got plenty of time. We skip the credits. We get out of there quicker than I thought we would. We get back to the car. You're like, God damn it. Come on, bitchy. I'm like, let's go, Hot Wheels. So I wheel her back to my car. Um, Get her back in. And I'm like, okay, we're making good time. We've got plenty of time. Let's just, you know, get this night over with. I'll ghost you and everything will be hunky-dory. I'm just kidding. That's not what was crossing my mind. Maybe it was. Um, so I'm looking at my phone. I've got like a good hour. I'm like, we're good. We're good. Start making my way back to her house. Start making my way back to her house. We're getting close. And I'm about to like make a turn to like head down a road towards her house. It was kind of like a, you go, you keep, you can keep going straight. It's like a T intersection. Okay. You turn right to go to her house. You know, there's a couple more turns. You turn right, and that's the way to get to her house. She's just like, hey, we don't have to be home yet. I'm like, and you're like, I'm like, huh? You hit her with that ultimate riz. She's like, can I show you this creek by my house? Or the pond by my house? I'm just like, I don't know. Like, your dad was kind of serious about your curfew. And she's just like, oh, he's fine. Like, there's plenty of time. Like, we don't have to be home for another 40 minutes. I'm just like... I, it's tough to say no to someone like that. You know what I mean? Well, it's because, like, you have a crisis of conscience where it's like, if they want something, you feel obliged to do whatever they want. You're going to be fucked. If you say no, you're going to be fucked up because you like, I don't want to get your fucking home because you're in a wheelchair. But then also, you know, you might get... So... <laughs> So she's like, let's go to this pond by my house. And I was like, okay. So we continue straight. She kind of directs me where to go because it's not on Siri. It's just like a spot that she knows. We pull up. And she, we pull up and I'm like, oh, here we are. I'm like, yeah, it looks, looks pretty. She's like, let's lay on the hood of your car. I'm like, again, we run into this issue where I'm like, well, I have to move you there. Bitch, you can't walk. <laughs> but again, I want to oblige her because I feel bad. Maybe like... I shouldn't feel bad, but I did. I'm sorry. I did feel bad. So yeah. she's like, let's lay on the hood of your car. So I get out of my car. I get her out of my car. <laughs> Layer on the hood of my Taurus, which they have a big hood because it's a V6. Dicking up. And she's like, let's, let's like, she's like, let's lay on the hood of your car and look at the stars. And I'm like, that sounds lovely. (laughs) So I lay on the hood of my car next to her and I'm just like, yeah, this is pretty. Yeah, this is pretty. We need to get home. Your dad's going to kill me. Your dad's going to kill me. I'm looking at my, I'm like looking at my phone. It's like, we have 30, 20 minutes left. I'm like. And as I'm thinking this, I'm looking at the stars, I'm like, oh, that's a big dipper. Holy shit. Yeah, this is really pretty. I feel her hand on my leg. I feel her hand on my leg. And I'm like, no. (laughs) I'm like, I would literally never say no in this situation. But in this situation, alarm bells are going off in my head. And I'm like, no, not now. Not you. (laughs) I'm like, 
I'm like, not now, not you, not when you have a dad that's going to kill me. I don't think I can do this. Her hand starts moving further up my thigh. I'm like, no, no, no. She's like, no. fire truck. I'm like, stoplight, stoplight, stoplight. So, we are now met with a decision. Do you, A, grab her hand and be like, no, no, no. No, it's okay. We just met. I want to take it slow. You know, you could easily pull that card. I want to take it slow. Your dad might chop my head off with a machete and post it on YouTube. Give you a pair of them concrete knives and float you in the Hudson. Or B, this number. (laughs) And... You know, if your legs don't work, maybe your hands work extra good. So what do I do? I go with letter B. (laughs) Okay. So the big I'm looking up in the sky. The big dipper looks good. I'm looking up in the sky, and I'm about ready to fill that big dipper. We take care of that business. I look at my phone. 15 minutes to curfew. I'm like, all right, here we go. We need to go. I'm like, post nut clarity hits. I'm like, let's go. I toss her. I toss her back into the car. I get myself back into the car. I'm peeling out of there. There's smoke flying. There's gravel flying everywhere. I'm looking at my phone. I'm looking at the dashboard. 10 minutes to curfew. Five minutes to curfew. We finally get back up to the house. I pull in, you know, the gate. She gives me the code because I'm with her now. She just gives me the code. We fly up there. It's like four minutes to, like, we, I mean, it was on the button. She's like, I've done this a time or two. I snag her out of the car, toss her in that chair, and I'm sprinting up the ramp. And she's just like, I had a wonderful time. I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. I get up to the door, fucking... Joffrey opens the door just like, ah, you've got her back just on time, kind of thing. I'm just like, yep, we had a wonderful time. See you, Joffrey. And I turn around to leave. She's like, her father would like another word with you. And I'm just like, ah. For some reason, I'm just like, he can't know. He can't know. He's like, did my daughter give you a good ass? Walk back into the study. Same thing as before. I sit down. I'm, he's just like, thank you for getting your home on time. I'm just like, okay, maybe this is just like a debriefing. <laughs> just like, thank you for getting your home on time. Maybe he was going to acknowledge the fact that like, again, this is me being super shallow and maybe I'm like full of myself. Maybe he's going to be like, you know, not a lot of guys take my tailor out. And I commend you for being the guy that takes her out. You know, I really respect you for that, and thank you. How did you hold it together in these moments? I would have fucking He's just like, he, you know, he's just like, you got her home on time, thank you. How was the movie? We were kind of bullshitting a little bit. And that kind of set my mind at ease. I I was, my defenses were up, and then my defenses were down. Because I thought, I was just talking to a dad, you know. At that point, I didn't feel like I was talking to a mob boss. I thought I was talking to a dad. Yeah, yeah. 
And he shakes my hand again, and I'm walking out the door. Right as I grab the doorknob, he goes, oh, just one more thing. And I just turn around, I'm like, yes, sir. And he goes, did she take you to the creek? My fucking stomach was in my fucking ass. Does he know? I'm like, dude, this is making me feel sick and I'm not even living this moment right now. I was like, what? I was just like, I'm like, does he have fucking cameras out there? I'm like, there's no fucking way. And he can tell I'm trying to put on a facade. Um, I'm like, what? He's like, did she take you to the creek or pond or whatever the fuck? Did she take you to the pond? And I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm like, I don't know what to say. I'm so scared. You're just like fucking shell shocked. He goes, did she pull on or no? He goes, she takes all the guys to the creek. I'm like, am I about to be murdered? I'm like, what's happening? And he goes, does she pull on your leg? I'm like, but she, I didn't. And he goes, did she pull on your leg? My third leg. Because I'm pulling yours. What? That didn't happen. None of that happened. You fucking dickhead. (laughs) None of that happened. That's a made up story. (laughs) I love telling that story. (laughs) You laughed so hard when I said she came out in a wheelchair. You were crying. You were crying. (laughs) (sighs) Legion Baseball. Someone told me that story. And I had the exact same reaction as you. I was sitting on the bench. It was a doubleheader between games. He told that story. And I'm like, the same thing as you. I was utterly captivated. It's the most captivating story ever. There's no higher stakes in getting a handjob from a girl in a wheelchair. There's really not. And he was like, yeah, I heard that story from someone. And I'm like, oh, my God. I love whatever this is. It's a crazy-ass make-believe story that you can just continue on the line. I've told it to family and friends. I've told it to my cousins. One of my cousins said he told that story. You're a fucking dick. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. Oh, my fucking God. I'm so good, though, dude. That's usually the reaction I get is people... People pissed. People are pissed off because. Okay, but can I? Like be- I told this my baseball team at, at Wahoo, and they gave that same reaction. But I was hyping it up for so long, and even my coaches were just like, "What's I hear about a wheelchair story?" <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> "Just you wait, Bucko." Oh my fucking god, dude! Holy shit! <laughs> Dude, but hey, regardless of if it's fake or not, that's such a good story. Dude. And now, I want you guys to all know. of you out there, if you're listening to this episode, now you can use the story. Tell the story as if it's your own. Use it in the first person. You too. Go back to your friends and family. 
tell that story. You can add your own shit in There's there. There's only one problem. I've been dating the same girl for like well, four years you can, now. And and I've run into that kind of issue before too, where I've had like, like, like girlfriends yeah, and actually, stuff. And people that know me but... from high school, I have to be like, yeah, this is before I dated so-and-so. So they're like, oh, okay. And they believe every word of it. Yeah. And it's so good. Dude, I'm so You can mentally... add your own seasoning and shit to it. It's so good. I'm so mentally mind-fucked right now. <laughs> because... Or loco, baby. <laughs> or loco. Because... I'm not trying to make you seem like a shitty person. Because it's fucking hilarious. But this is like... When it's like your best friend telling you a story, you know when you get to that point where you're like, alright, this motherfucker ain't gonna lie to me about shit. So, you believe every word he says, and then he just lays this shit on you, and you're like... Is that supposed to be your dick? Yeah. <sighs> we gotta end it on that. I mean, there's nothing else to talk about like, at this point. What? Hey. I'm sorry, dude. That I'm was sorry so I had good. to lead you on, but hey, it's a good story. Let's just pretend to have. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the fucking four locos, baby. Four loco, baby. Episode four, four loco. That's probably what I'm going to title this episode. Well, you got an, wild. You got an extra long one for this one. I hope you enjoyed it, um, Spencer and Gavin, who are the only people that listen to our podcast. Um, anyone else that's listening? From- Australia and Canada, if you guys are still listening. Yeah, that was probably a one-time thing. But um, anyone else who actually is listening that likes the show, we love you. And thanks for watching and thanks for bearing with us. And I hope you listened all the way to the end because this was an extra long episode. And um, I think we're going to end it here. Until next time. Peace out, you motherfuckers. Until next time, always rotate your fungicides. And... What haven't we said yet? We've said edge your sidewalks. Keep your blades sharp. Uh -uh. You haven't said that yet. Keep your fucking blades sharp, you motherfuckers. And rotate your fungicides. Thank you. I'll be back again and again and again. Are you actually pissed at me? No. <laughs> it's such a good story. I posted my be real. Yeah. My friend comment. What's, I don't even want to know. What's the at? Just put Jake got a handy from a girl in a wheelchair. Okay, bye.